0: Hello everybody, welcome to recognize Nintendo here on Boston's Network. I'm your host, Elias Insider, NMV. Joining me is someone, the only Bossman himself, Mr. Corey Deary. Hello, good sir.
1: Hello, I'm ready to plug in my Game Boy Player and get 4,000 cords together to play Game Boy Player on Nintendo GameCube on my TV.
0: Pac-Man World. And... And we have the awesome author herself, Mrs. Stephanie. Hello. Hello, everybody. We are ranking GangCube. Get ready for an episode because this is the one that a lot of people have been looking for us. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know we're going to be talking about some facts, some of the accessories, and some of the gangs uh and i think we have some reactions uh right corey so feedback
1: we do we have a couple things from twitter to read so very excited for that
0: okay uh but before we go uh query would you like to plug our uh patreon producers
1: i suppose i can do that everybody uh you can support standard definition as well as other shows uh directly by heading over to our patreon page patreon.com slash boss rush network Uh, a monthly subscription service where you can uh, directly contribute to your favorite creators. We offer two tiers right now, the $1 tier, which is early access to five shows now. Uh, But if you want a Patreon producer credit, you get early access plus a shout out during this segment of this episode. So without further ado, our Patreon producers for this episode of Standard Definition Ranking Nintendo GameCube Edition are Adriel Munger, Celeste Roberts, my wife, Sana Dierig, Francisco Santillan, Rebecca Jewell, and Prince Unsmooth Toes. I want to thank all of our Patreon producers. I want to thank all of our patrons. I want to thank all of our free listeners. Remember, all of our content remains free. You just get things a little early. Uh-huh. So, also, if you're listening to this on the Nintendo Power Block feed, you can head on over to the standard definition podcast feed and get this an entire month early. Cool. Trying to get eyes on this on the standard definition feed, everybody. Just trying real hard yes. here.
2: And you know what, guys, like it really is a good uh, podcast standard deaf. So I, I, I really hope we can spread the word and have people check it out. There's mm-hmm. a lot of variety there.
1: Also, by the yes. time by the time a lot of people hear this, uh, Mark, our co-host on the Disney uh, animated series and the MCU, will have had his uh, child. So congratulations, Mark.
2: Congratulations. Yay.
1: So. Uh, Congrats, Mark. Yeah, yes. Very proud of Mark. Mr. Dad.
2: Yeah, so, yeah, you're right. I'm glad you mentioned it. The Disney uh, episodes will be taking a brief hiatus, understand or deaf, but we will return.
1: Disney shall return, because he Can't always can Disney. Nope. 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 Yes. nope. nope. Anyways, thank you, patrons. Back to you, Edward Varnell. <sighs>
0: All right, everybody, let's jump into this discussion about the GameCube. Uh, It was codenamed Dolphin when it was first announced, and it was priced at $199.99. It had four controller ports and two memory card slots with also in the back uh, something for Ethernet cards to go online, um, I believe.
1: Online? Nintendo? What? No way.
0: Yes. Sorry, I got, I got excited. <laughs> um they uh they had a mini disc and some games, you know, were contained two discs that you could get the full game. So like games like Tales of Symphonia used two discs uh with it. Uh it was released in Japan on September 14, thousand and one. America on November 18, thousand and one. Europe on May 3rd, 2002, and Australia on May 17, 2002. It sold $21.75 million worldwide. And the best-selling game was Super Smash Bros. Monet with $7.9 million. There's also a Panasonic Cube, which was the DVD GameCube, uh, but that was only released in Japan. From two thousand and one to two thousand and seven, there was over six hundred games for the Nintendo GameCube.
1: Can we just talk? Wait, can we rewind and talk about the Panasonic Cube real quick and how ugly that thing is?
0: I love it.
1: It looks like somebody Uh, broke a GameCube and found all like (laughs) broken pieces of an Erector set and just glued glued them on.
0: (laughs) It looks like a mailbox that you go in and dump mail because of the overhead part. It's awful, but I like. I I like the way that it looks and how it looks in the light. And I think it's that silver, that silver metal that's on it that I like.
1: That thing is, uh, it's an interesting piece of history that nobody should ever look at again.
0: (laughs) Yes. I mean, it was the way for them to play CDs and DVDs, uh, but we never got it here. And I kind of heard like when, you had to get a repair. It was kind of difficult to get a repair. Oh, but there wasn't too many that was sold because I think after a couple of months, Panasonic uh, discontinued it and everything. Yeah. Um, so. Well,
1: yeah. Remember, everybody. Uh, Nintendo broke up with Sony to go with this abomination of a console. So, just going to throw that out there. And the sixty-four DD. So, um, just imagine, just, just imagine everybody, if Nintendo and Sony stayed together and the PlayStation and the Nintendo ecosystems were one, just one, one nice ecosystem. And then obviously Sega would be dead. So you'd have that system in there too. Gosh, man. Mm. Just imagine uncharted Nathan Drake wearing his Zelda gear. That'd be awesome. Just throwing that out
0: but there then but then where does Sony go as a company because they have Columbia. It doesn't matter they, they have, have the Nintendo money design. now it just doesn't matter do you think Nintendo would have brought Sony or invested money into Sony I don't know
1: right. it's like it's, 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 <laughs> it's this is an expansion pass just gonna, just gonna throw that under the just put that in the file we're just gonna put it right here <laughs> it was more of a more of a hypothetical. Uh, what what's the question that you don't need an answer to? What's that called? I forget. Anyways, we're like you ask the question, but you already know the answer, and Rhet- nobody rhetorical. Yeah, that one. Thank you, <laughs> writer over here. Yep. <laughs> Author knows her <laughs> knows her English <laughs> words. Uh, anyways, I'm having a good good time. So yeah, I don't know. I things. I think I think. And this is where Nintendo really found itself creatively, you know, backed up against the wall here, right? Because this was really the last time Nintendo created a console to compete with the other platforms, right? Where technologically mm-hmm. it was kind of it was on par, right? It had the the same games, power wise, it was actually more powerful than the than both of them, but you know. Uh, Using the mini-discs never really uh, Mm. took off, you know. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, the GameCube, like we got a lot of great stuff from the GameCube specifically like later because they were losing. And uh, when your competitor outsells you six to one lifetime, you know, it's, it's like we got to do something different here. And I know we'll probably talk more on this when we get to the Wii, but like the GameCube was a turning point for Nintendo. And I think a lot of people thought Nintendo was going to be done. This is when the Nintendo should go third party conversations really started happening, you know, because PlayStation was really eating its lunch. And then Xbox was really taking off with Halo and Fable and Knights of the Republic. Like they had games, Western gamers wanted to play. Bethesda games.
2: Yeah, this was the PlayStation 2 era, right? I think yep. it came out one year before. After. After? After. Yep. Yeah, so... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, got switched. Um, And that's kind of where I'll admit I feel a bit, bit guilty being a part of this conversation because I'm primarily a Nintendo person. I had a lot to offer when it came to Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and N64. But at this generation, I was... I don't remember... Anyway, but I wanted one that played DVDs. So when the PlayStation Two came out, uh-huh. I'm like, uh, so I went with PlayStation Two because it could play DVDs. And then when cube came out, a, which it was the, is the
0: reason, which was the reason why PlayStation Two sold so much mm-hmm. because why, it was a DVD player.
1: It's why the Dreamcast died. To a lot of people, you know, I mean that that's the reason Dreamcast came out and like literally what like a couple weeks after the Dreamcast came out, they announced that the PlayStation was going to have Mm -hmm. a DVD player. And then everybody's like, well, I'm going to save my money because DVDs are, DVDs are going to be a thing. And this is going to be the cheapest one. You know, that's what, I mean, that's why I got one that. And like, Mm -hmm. I saw my friend play Madden on PS2 for the first time. I was like, oh my gosh, games will never look better than this. (laughs) It was one of those moments. Uh, But then like the GameCube was coming and I loved my Nintendo 64. I was like, Mm -hmm. well, and then, like, that awesome... Sp- like, we talk about this all the time, the Space World demos, right? That they showed mm-hmm. off that at yep. E3 before GameCube came out. They showed that new Zelda game, which ended up not ever coming out. <laughs> Tell me when you heard that before. <coughs> Wii U. <coughs> um, you know, and they showed Mario 128, which turned into Pikmin, and Luigi's Mansion, and I don't think they... Did they show... They showed... Samus doing something, right? They didn't... It wasn't officially Metroid Prime, but they showed Samus. Prime. And... uh, Oh, someone's calling Ed. Hollywood. Go ahead. Uh, So, yeah. I mean, they showed a lot of great... uh, Rogue Squadron was, like, the game you had to have. Like, at the time, Rogue Squadron 2 looked better than the movie. You know, and that was... That was a huge draw to the GameCube. And then we got... You know weird stuff like Eternal Darkness and Bat and Kados and, uh, you know we got then we started getting all the d- dead Dreamcast ports like Sonic Adventure DX and Skies of Arcadia Legends and Crazy Taxi and, which don't get, don't get me wrong like I love having Dreamcast games on my GameCube right because I love the Dreamcast but, uh, yeah I always I always wondered why the GameCube did not do better because. The way and it, I think it's a lot of weird revisionist history from people. But like, the way people talk about GameCube, you would have thought the GameCube sold two hundred million units, right? Mm-hmm. You know the way people talk about Metroid Prime, Wind Waker, uh, even Sunshine to an extent. It's, it's Smash is still the biggest thing on the planet, right? Because of the GameCube version. Uh, Animal Crossing started there, you know. Like, it's just I'm always. It always boggled my mind why the GameCube didn't sell more than 21 million units.
2: Right. And I think um, the game you mentioned, Zelda, like Wind Waker, I I, I would like to think that that's almost like a a game analogy. Wind Waker, when it first came out, everyone was pissed off. I was. It wasn't like popular, it didn't sell well in the beginning. But now, speaking Mm -hmm. of revisionist history, people look back and Wind Waker is one of the most beloved Mm -hmm. ones. We want it to come back to the Switch. So I think of like the GameCube as like a console embodiment, which came out on the GameCube. GameCube. Sorry,
0: that's fine. (laughs) Well, the thing thing about it is that so many people were to the PlayStation uh, ecosystem, they feel like that's where games were. Needed to go, and they but the but the games weren't coming
1: out on PlayStation yet. Like the biggest, like the first major game to come out on PlayStation was Final Fantasy X, and that was two (gasps) thousand two. I love that. You know, like and Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom, yeah, Kingdom Hearts one was also two thousand two, I think. And Mm. by the way, two thousand two for for the PlayStation two was a huge year. It was like, I think God of War one came out that year. Uh, you know, but I mean, when you look at the PlayStation, like PlayStation at the time didn't really have very many first party games to like, you know, be, people for people to get excited about. Mm-hmm. Like it was, you know, Jack and Daxter, which you know is a fun, yes. it's a fun platformer, right? Ratchet and Clank, Sly Cooper, God of War, and then you know you had weird stuff like Eco and Shadow of the Colossus, which now people, I mean, Shadow of the Colossus is the same way, right? Where people, revisionist history, you would have thought that game sold <laughs> like 30 million units and it sold less than a million mm-hmm. on the PS2. So like, it's it's just, it. I, I don't understand, and granted, this might just be a Nintendo fan in me talking, but like, if you compare libraries to the GameCube and the PS2, I don't understand how the PlayStation 2 sold so much, except for the fact that it had the DVD player in it, you know?
0: Well, it was the it, it was the thing that, be, I won't say the NCC4, but everybody had that idea of, you know, growing up, they're a little bit like in adult in college age, that Nintendo is just for kids. That's the, the idea of it. But now, all those people who are like, in an older age who missed the gamecube it's like oh why a lot of people who went through the playstation 2 era don't speak about playstation 2. they speak about the sports games is maybe some of the third party games and stuff but then when it comes to that gamecube era of games and stuff a lot of people be like man i want to play mario kart i want to play Yeah, but they Uh, had the mature
1: games. er, GameCube had the mature games people wanted. Like, they Mm -hmm. had the Resident Evil remake. They had Resident Evil 4 exclusively Mm -hmm. for a long time, right? Like, I still have my Resident Evil 4 box for GameCube that says only on GameCube, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I still have that. And, you know, they turned Metroid into a first-person shooter, which is were on the rise with Halo at the time. Uh Eternal Darkness Ooh. was weird. Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes was out, which was like an awesome exclusive for them. Not, I mean, granted, you know, uh, Twin Snakes isn't exactly like, people aren't really raising the flag for it now or anything, but like at the time before it came but out, it was, a remake it, of the first Metal Gear, especially after Metal Gear Solid 2 came out, and people, you know, everybody thinks that game's awesome, but remember at the time people were mad because you didn't play a snake in that game. Spoilers right. for Metal Gear Solid Two, everybody. Sorry. Uh, How dare you? I know. Uh, but at a time where people were mad at Metal Gear Solid Two and wanted to play as Snake to get the first game in the gameplay style of the second game, exclusive on Nintendo Console, was huge, huge. Yeah. And so, like, I again, like, I I know the PlayStation Two was a great console. had a lot of great games but just comparing the libraries to this like i just i don't understand how the playstation 2 sold it's six like i can understand if it sold more than gamecube i get that but like six times seven times the amount of the gamecube 144 million to 21 million
0: well, you got to think about sports. You know the, J, you know JRPGs. It was getting a lot of content from third party. Then I Nintendo get that, was. but like so said, GameCube like was
1: GameCube was also said, getting it. But you got
0: to realize, people felt like PlayStation was for the adult gamer, and Nintendo was just too kiddie. Everybody. I'm not saying NCC four is the reason to so blame for it, mm-hmm. but every, but some people were just like, I'm not into Nintendo no more because they're not giving me what mm-hmm. I am looking for. They yeah. weren't looking for Mario Kart. They weren't looking for Smash. They were looking for the stuff that PlayStation for for third party was offered. But mm-hmm. the thing about you look back, you look at it now that do Playstation three, PlayStation four, even Playstation five, nobody is really talking to them about the PlayStation Two era. hmm No, I, I I where Square Enix had, I mean, SquareSoft had already jumped to PlayStation with PS One and stayed there. Like mm-hmm. Nintendo wasn't getting anything from Square, so they. Well, we got Final it, Fantasy and, Crystal uh,
1: Chronicles, sir.
0: But yes, but that's a, that's a, it. Literally took a while for a Square Enix a joke. to come back. We were just talk, so Stephanie before you came in. We were talking about there's an article in Nintendo Live that says. Uh, Square Enix what's going on because a lot of for the Nintendo Direct Square Enix putting a lot of games out on Switch so in the article it's kind of feel like Square Enix is going back to Nintendo in a sense uh, because it was their big money maker um, for them Uh, so uh, a lot of those games a lot of games that's coming out for Nintendo you would think that these should be more on PlayStation and less on Nintendo. No. Nintendo's getting a whole bunch of games for Square Enix from uh, for Switch, and we don't know why things have changed. So, if you look at PS2, you know, that was kind of the thing about it. It's just like you have some of the biggest third party on the system. So, if we're going to put a lot of our games on for third party, we'll do there. Nintendo, for some people, were just the experiment stuff. Um, in, a, in a sense and it, th- th- that same mentality you know if you put a game on Nintendo and Nintendo comes out with the game you know you're going to lose in sales and mm-hmm. it wasn't like that it, it, it literally shouldn't have been like that you know Resident Evil 4 changed the way uh, how that series went before Resident Evil 7 and yeah it didn't sell well or anything and that's because people didn't really invest in the game people. But now look at but look down. How many people who've never played GameCube or who own a Switch now want the whole GameCube library on Switch.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I no
0: one has even said that no one has said that for Xbox and no one has said that for PlayStation Two. When the you know for the for that Well to be of-
1: fair, the Master Chief collection is on Xbox already, so that was the whole library for
0: for <laughs> the Xbox, pretty much for Xbox, yeah. No, but, but I mean, like...
1: to be fair, though, like Xbox, okay. Xbox is doing a lot of great backwards compatibility things, and so like the best mm-hmm. games from the original Xbox era are still available on the Xbox Series consoles, right? Like, I could name you like five game, <laughs> five games on the Xbox that are worth owning for the platform, and it's, it's obviously Halo One and Two, Fable. Knights of the Republic one and two, and Oddworld Strangers' Wrath are like the six or seven games I would say is worth owning an Xbox for. You know, I mean, what are you going to brute force? No thanks. Uh, um, what was the what was that weird zombie game that they made? Uh, uh, that was the only other game ever built on the Halo engine. Uh, gosh, Ooh, it, they just got uh, it just uh, got. Rabbit-Doo. List. no it just it just got a remake it just got a remaster from thq anyways but then like oh, you, the
0: aliens one no
1: no I, i'll think of it later uh but the like the playstation 2 okay i can i you know now that i'm kind of looking through the library and i kind of forgot how much important stuff actually came to the ps2 so kind of scratch what i said earlier a little bit but you know, Grand Theft Auto, the Grand Theft Auto Three trilogy was like a massive thing for PlayStation. Yeah. Uh Bully, Final Fantasy ten, uh, 10, 2, and twelve. Gran Turismo was at the height of its popularity with A spec. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh Dragon Dragon Quest Eight was huge when it came out. Kingdom Hearts was huge when yeah. it came out. Uh persona three and four were both released on the playstation 2 which you know not as big as it is now but that was the start of something for them right uh you know jack and daxter ratchet and clank shadow of the colossus eco um devil may cry was huge on the playstation 2 exclusive by the way uh Man, remember how big that first Devil May Cry game was? Oh Yeah. Crazy. Guitar Hero was huge on the PS2 and it ne- never came to GameCube, so like that was the height of the music stuff. Um so I mean but I mean to me, like, besides besides GTA and like the Metal Gear sequels, which both eventually came to Xbox, like it it just it just feels like the GameCube never like it, it should have sold more based on this library alone. Cause like I'm sitting here looking at the GameCube. Like, I mean, we all know the the heavy hitters for GameCube, right? Like double dash, wind waker, twilight princess smash, Luigi's mansion, Pokemon tales of symphonia, paper Mario, uh, Kirby air ride, Metroid prime one and two, uh, three resident evil games, uh, fire emblem, uh, which path of radiance is still highly considered one of the best fire emblem games. If you're into the hardcore, versions of of fire emblem uh we got the master quest for zelda we got pikmin one and two eternal darkness rogue squadron uh two and three star fox uh assault star fox uh uh, adventures you know i mean the list can go on we got three mario party games a wario world like the output for gamecube is like astonishingly high
2: it's very impressive for sure yes so,
1: yeah. like, you know, like, you put all that stuff together and you, you throw in Eternal Darkness and, uh, <coughs> you know, stuff like Beyond Good and Evil and Skies of Arcadia Legends and the Capcom 5, which was the Capcom 4, which was the games that came everywhere after that. Like, the GameCube was just lighting it up, the best version of Soul Calibur 2, right? with With Link, right? Mm. Like that was insane that they actually let link go in there and and do that right it, it i just i always get upset when they, when i see the gamecube sales numbers and i'm like ah oh, come on like why didn't anybody buy this console i did i got it day 1 because it came out on my birthday and my parents bought it for me
0: <laughs> at babbage's oh, like and i bought, i bought my own gamecube uh because i had a job at that time um I got the black one, um, and it was just it, it was just something that people, was like, I said that my frame that that system is too kiddy and the games are not for them. But the thing about I think people weren't into the tight gameplay, the innovative IPs, um, you know, being able to connect your Game Boy Advance, having the Game Boy player like the memory cards that actually work. <laughs> that was only 20 bucks that would hold about almost 50 plus some games, you know, mm-hmm. like a lot of, a, a lot of people just they felt like it wasn't for them. I mean, even though it was at a budget price of $200, controllers was only about the same price as the memory cards, maybe $5 more because I think the GameCube controllers like 25 were 25 bucks.
1: bucks. They were 25 bucks. It was the WaveBirds that when they, they were 40 and I was like, oh man, wireless
0: controllers.
1: This changes everything,
0: <laughs> you know. And then you also got to factor in Japan and everything. You know, the, it wasn't that much support in Japan from a lot of third party. They were bringing their stuff to, uh, to PlayStation. And you know, Japan at that time were really big into uh, role playing games. And since PlayStation had them and not Nintendo, of course, we were gonna go there. Um, they didn't really care for Xbox Because that was more of a western company You know mm-hmm. uh, And you kind of can still see it Till today that Even though some Series X's are Selling it still doesn't Have that appeal of To the Japanese player It still got that western Look to it's, it and it's getting there Though
1: I mean you, it's getting there Like the it's it's <laughs> Out of the what month are we In this is September when we're recording Mm-hmm. So out of the first nine months, it's outsold PlayStation 4 out of the nine months over there. Like, the Series S is, like, an amazing thing over there. It's incredible how well the Series S is doing in Japan. Uh, now, if you could just get some Japanese-centric games over there, which, you know, all the rumors we heard during Tokyo Game Show uh, this past week is that Xbox is working with, you know, powerful... the <laughs> uh, company the Japanese developers to make games for exclusive to Xbox, right? Like Kojima is supposedly making a, a game for them. So uh, which is They're like They're
2: really trying to work it. Yeah.
1: Although Kojima might be like the worst example of a Japanese developer because all of his games are so western <laughs> oriented.
2: But it
0: but my my thing is are you are you sure that you're catering to Xbox and make and I'll consider the Windows that it is exclusive to that and it doesn't go to Steam or Epic Game or anyone else. You know, it is that exclusive literally to the Microsoft brand and no one else. Because because so, yeah. look at Death Stranding. That was supposed to be on Sony's platform. Now it's on PC through, I think, Sony or 505 games. Maybe, do, maybe doing it. But you would think that Someone as big as Kojima making a lot of his games exclusively for PlayStation and having big sales, that Death Stranding would stay on PlayStation. and yeah, not but go anywhere else.
1: Yeah, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. But anyways, back to, back to the GameCube. Um, do we want to talk about like our mem- first memories of the GameCube? Like what? That should be? Because I think I think well, I, was, I think this era. Sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to hijack the show. Sorry, I'm just gonna be like,
0: I, I was gonna ask, ask you guys, did you ever have a GameCube? Like, when was your first time experiencing GameCube? Uh, like, did you buy one? Um, was one gifted to you? Uh, what was your experience with the system?
1: Uh, Stephanie, you can go first.
2: Yeah, mine's kind of. Sure. well, okay, anyway. So my first experience with GameCube was not a pleasant one. Uh, I Uh-oh. never owned it because, I, you know, as a child my parents believed video games were evil so, I, you know, once I got the N64, that was kind of it until I was on my own. But my cousin, um, whenever he'd visit during the summer, he'd bring all of his video games. And so uh, he brought his GameCube. Oh, I, I guess I did finagle a PS2 but my argument was the, the DVD player. And um, And I'm like, ooh, GameCube, cool. I wasn't a fan of the controller, just personal preference. Um, The weird disc size. But then he's like, let's play a game. And I was thinking, I don't know, just something fun and lighthearted. He pulls out Resident Evil Zero. And I was still a younger kid at the time. And when I saw the intro to Resident Evil Zero, I'm like, I'm done. I'm walking out of here. So I didn't have, like... Oh, that was my, literally my first interaction with the GameCube, um, and then I just never played it, touched touched that console until maybe a couple of years ago I bought a used GameCube um, to play Wind Waker, because I never played Wind Waker for all, all yeah. that time, and I really wanted to get up to snuff with all the Zelda games, and I overlooked Wind Waker because A, it was on a console I didn't have, and B, I didn't like the graphics at that time. So, uh, and that, that's kind of it. It's unfortunately a very truncated experience with the GameCube.
0: What did you think when you actually played Wind Waker? Did you sit down and be like, oh, I was wrong about all of this?
2: I definitely was. Um, I, I loved it. I fell in love with Link's facial expressions. Um, the GameCube is fun, Little cute little square shape Um, but like i said i just didn't have the most fun with the controller there was just something i really didn't like about it but again maybe it's because i've been playing with by now like a ps4 controller and stuff like that so it's Mm -hmm. you know but man I, i i was like i wish i i had played not only wind waker but got you know had a GameCube to play other games but That's why I missed out on a lot of key franchises like Pikmin, because Pikmin came out, right? Pikmin 1 and 2. um, Yep. And Luigi's Mansion. Like, I missed out on some really great franchises on the GameCube.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of great things on the GameCube, I got to tell you. My first experience was I wanted a GameCube for my birthday, and my parents went to Babbage's in the mall, and they found the last one. It was the purple one. And they brought it home, and I set it up, and I, <laughs> my dad took me to Best Buy and uh, because they didn't want to buy any used games at Babbage's because, you know, who does that? Uh, but also, like, GameCube was pretty new, so I don't think they would have that many used GameCube games. But uh, my dad took mm-hmm. me to Best Buy. And I bought Luigi's Mansion, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3, and the Jet Orange controller because orange on a purple box looks awesome, right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I came home and uh played a uh, uh, Tony Hawk with a bunch of my friends, and so I had like, uh, some of my friends came over and we play. I had the Dreamcast hooked up on one TV with NBA 2K. Uh, in it, and the other TV had the GameCube hooked up to it with Tony Hawk on it. And so, like, me and my friends were just, we're just playing both systems back and forth all night. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that was my first and probably one of my favorite memories of getting a Nintendo console at launch. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that was, that was my first GameCube experience. But, like, the GameCube became my pro became my primary console very quickly after that with, you know, Pikmin, which I beat in one day. Uh, I bought the strategy guide with the game, came home, sat down, beat it in one, one day was, I was like, Oh my gosh, I beat this. And I turned around and started playing it again, because if you beat like, cause the, the game takes place over 31 days. And if you beat it in under 30 days, you get a a secret ending and I don't really remember what the ending is, but like, you know, the goal is to like optimize your days and get better. And I think you can actually beat the game in under 20 days if you're good enough. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I mean that Pikmin day though, is probably like the most memorable day because it was a weekend. It was cold out. It was snow. I remember it so Specifically, it was like we were snowed in, and I just w- was in my room playing Pikmin. My mom made me lunch that day, and she was watching it. She's like, I don't understand this. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Aww. All
0: right. Uh, for me, I was working at JCPenney Outlet in Gurney, Illinois, at Gurney Mills. And uh, I had was The day that I got paid, I went to the bank, uh, deposited my check, came back to the mall that I worked with, walked to Sears to go get my GameCube because no one was buying video games at Sears at all. So I was able to get my GameCube, another controller, my memory cards, some games and everything. And I think I ended up spending about 350 uh, altogether. And I, I remember just playing, you know, I, I didn't get Luigi's Mansion at that time. Um, I got something else and I was just playing it. And when I hooked it up to my TV and, you know, put the memory card, the controller in, and whatever game I was I was about to play, and I just heard that, I was just like, I'm in. I, I was just like, oh, Nintendo, what are you about to give to me? Um, and it was just like, I was playing the, whatever game I was playing with the controller, and it just felt so good in my hands. And I could not stop playing GameCube. And I just started building my, my uh, library. And the thing about it was that I would buy all my new games for GameCube when it comes to third party and first party, my PlayStation and my Xbox only got used games. Hmm. There, was, there were some games that were brand new, like Okami was brand new, because I I pre-ordered that, because I had to have it. I'm like, oh, I love this animation. It's Capcom, one of my favorite uh, companies. Here's 50 bucks. Bam. Seeing Road scratcher 2 was just like, what is this game? And then played the demo for Metroid Prime. Went to the cashier at Sam Goody at the Panda demo and paid the whole thing off Sam for Goody. my Metroid Prime. <laughs> yeah. And the thing about it is, I had to drive from my mall to another mall to get it, uh, wow. my uh, Metroid Prime. But I was like, anything that Nintendo related, I was pretty much getting it. I didn't get Geist or anything because I didn't really see it anywhere. But like,
1: Geist, Eternal oh my Darkness, gosh.
0: Eternal Darkness, I I needed, you know. Super Mario Sunshine, I I needed because it was a Mario game and I love Mario. And then I hear that soundtrack and it was just like, yeah, this is it. Um, just everything, every game that I played on the GameCube just felt right because of that control and everything. Uh, and I didn't get Pikmin until like a little bit later. I was just like, uh, I I I wasn't into strategy games just yet, uh, but I was just like, it's a Nintendo game, some new IP it's from Miyamoto. I'm gonna play. Hmm. And then Star Fox Adventure happened. Yeah. I was like Nintendo, <laughs> what is this? Rare? <laughs> what did she do? Uh, and then Tales of Symphonia. Tales of Symphonia happened on accident because I rented the game at Best at a uh, Blockbuster. Oh, but you were having the game uh, well, yeah because it was i I've never heard of the series I love action RPG so I was just like I'll give it a try and fell in love with the game i I beat it within the five days returned it went to uh um at that time uh EB gangs bought a copy of it. And just continue to play because I'm just like, I feel like I missed more of this. Um, I used to bring my GameCube over to my friend's house on Friday nights after work, and we would do Double Dash, uh, we would do some of the WWE games, and we eat pizza and have drinks. Uh, we played uh, Golden and there was a 007 that we played on there. I think the world is not enough. I think we played on the GameCube. It GameCube,
1: was, it, uh, there was, there was five. Double seven games on GameCube. Uh there's five. Wow, eight, there's Agent done. Under Fire. Mm-hmm. There's Everything or Nothing, which was probably the one that you played. There's From Russia with Love. Yeah. There's Nightfire, and then there's Goldeneye Rogue Agent.
0: Okay. Yeah. I remember playing Wonderful on GameCube. I think it's the second one. Uh
1: so that would have been tried that Agent. would have been Nightfire was the second one.
0: Nightfire, okay. And we would play that for a good while. Like we would have fun with the Ganku and everything. So, so yeah, I I that was my experience with Ganku. And this is the thing: I, when I seen Windbreaker, I seen it in EGM for E3, and I heard heard the uproar. The game came out. I pay, I went and brought it. Came back and was just looking at this beautiful world and it was just like this is something i've never seen because i didn't have just uh jet set radio or anything because the uh, dreamcast was ending and trying to get that game was sold out everywhere
1: oh my gosh i <laughs> i pre-ordered wind waker to get the master quest edition of ocarina because remember if you pre-ordered like I ended up getting two different pre orders for Wind Waker because one pre order mm-hmm. you got the collector's edition disc with all four games on it. it. Was like I think it was Zelda One, two, Ocarina of Time, and Majora's Mask. And then a second pre like I there was a second round of pre orders where the bonus was the Master Quest. So I ended up having two pre orders and I got my discs and then I ended up like I forget what I did with the Wind Waker uh the second copy of wind waker ended up getting, but like I, I didn't want wind waker. I was really mad. You know, I was one of those people that was upset that it was not more Ocarina of time, but then like, I mean, I, I wasn't, but look, when you, when you start playing it and you, and you like, obviously it's like a very beautiful game, right. in it's own right. In a non, it, like we hadn't seen any Zelda like this before. So like,
0: hmm
1: once you get into it and realize, oh this is a Zelda game and it's actually really good and then you get into the dungeons and you're like, oh my gosh these dungeons are really amazing and then you know sailing around the world kind of openly however you really kind of feel like it. oh man this is kind of neat like sailing the boat and finding you know new areas to explore and oh maybe I shouldn't be here yet is like that was that was a refreshing version of Zelda that we, hadn't ever seen really before right because like as great as ocarina of time was it was it was a 3d version of link to the past right like you have uh there's mm-hmm. clear clear uh you know inspirations right the dark world and the it is you know future link whatever uh and so like having just this whimsical kind of pirate adventure right is not dark because the previous two Zelda games were dark and turns out we need that once in a while. Right. And so, I mean, I ended up loving wind Waker after playing it, but I mean, I'm not going to sit here and be one of those people that is going to pretend and be like, I liked it from the beginning. Cause I didn't, especially cause I saw the space world demo of what
0: Zelda could be. And that's weird because you are an artist. And so when I you know I love art I know and but up, so to, up seeing... to that
1: up to that point that th- I think up to that point though my only experience with Zelda had been Ocarina and Majora's mask right So I wanted more of that that's how mm-hmm. I know like that's how I knew the series is like this kind of dark tone with some like whimsical stuff happening in the world but overall pretty dark story you know and I wanted more of that. And so, like, when Twilight Princess got announced, I was beyond excited. You know, I had that game pre-ordered, what, two and a half years before, <laughs> before the game even came out because it was supposed to come out, mm-hmm. supposed to come out, didn't. Then they delayed it for the Wii release, obviously. And, uh, yeah, that's like, man, out of... So, side tangent for GameCube, I... So, half of my GameCube collection is missing. Everything from A to L, which means Legend of Zelda, Twilight Princess, is missing. The, my no. my collection begins at the Legend of Zelda Wind Waker, and everything after that I still have. But, like, both Bat and Kados games, Fire Emblem game, all the 007 games, my f- very precious version of Twilight Princess. All gone. But the GameCube version of Twilight Princess is... I mean, obviously now the Wii version is out, and <laughs> I would say that that's the best version. But at the time, like, I stopped playing the Wii version and played the GameCube version on my Wii because I did not like the motion controls. And, fun fact, Twilight Princess, the entire world is flipped from the Wii version. Yeah. Because... Yeah in Twilight in in the Wii version at most of the world is right-handed you guys suck by the way you right-handers uh <laughs> Link was the only character I could <laughs> relate to in my entire life no uh but you know they changed link to be right-handed to you know because people were right-handed and using the Wii remote with your right hand with somebody swinging with left hand obviously didn't work out for Nintendo but uh you know, I played Twilight Princess on the on the GameCube, and I've I've played through that game. I've I've I probably put more hours into Twilight Princess by itself more than any other game besides games that take long to beat. You know, or you know, mm-hmm. obviously Destiny probably smashes that by now by tenfold. But you know what I mean? Like Twilight Princess is a very special game to me in a lot of ways that even transcend. Gaming in a lot of ways, which you know, if you want to hear that kind of stuff, you can listen to After Dark. But like Twilight Princess was the game that I always wanted, and I still think that that game gets a lot of hate for no reason. Uh, I think Twilight Princess has the best dungeons out of any Zelda game ever, still to this day. I get it, there's a lot of filler in between the dungeons and the opening, mm-hmm. although. People like to say it takes like three hours. It takes it takes maybe an hour, everybody. You just need to relax. Uh but I love the characters. I love the world. I think Minda is the best side character in all of Zelda. I love the twist at the end with Minna. Uh I really hope in some way, shape or form that they bring that storyline back, like a Twilight Princess 2 at some point, <laughs> because I want to see the, I want to go into the mirror <laughs> again. Uh, but I don't know. Twilight Princess means a lot to me, and that's probably still to the this day why the GameCube remains one of my favorite Nintendo
0: consoles. see I still have my GameCube version. Uh, he doesn't want me to ship it to him, Stephanie, and I've been. I told Corey that no, and it dude, that game is worth so
1: much money. I would feel. I would feel awful if you sent me that. Like I would I would I ha- feel terrible. But we're not here to discuss that, Ed. We were gonna put a pin in that conversation. Pin. Okay. Shoo. That that that's well, a terrible hand motion.
0: <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I know, oh, wow. <laughs> let's quickly get into the accessories. Uh the Waybird Game Boy Vest Player, Game Boy Advance link Cables the DK bongos, and the microphone uh, for the GameCube, for the game, or Dama and some of the other stuff, which are some of the well-known accessories. Uh, definitely WayBird and the Game Boy Events player were like really big for it. Um, if you look at some of the old GamePro and EGM ads back in those days, they would have a guy sitting in the, in the uh, bathroom with his pants down playing this GameCube with the WayBird, and it actually worked for a lot of people. They were just like, wired to, and to us, that was the first thing of wireless game. And it worked so well um, that people were testing it and everything. You to see how far could they go. And they were just like, yep, I could play my game while I'm in here. you know. Uh, that was a way. Launched, uh, line- <laughs> the game launched lineup for America was All-Star Baseball's 2002 Batman Vengeance Crazy Taxi, Dave, Batman uh, Vengeance Dave, was the game we were talking,
1: I was trying to talk a thing about the other day, sorry, I didn't, I, we were doing an Ninja Turtles thing and we were t- ended up talking about Batman again because the movie was so bad, Oh, that game, <laughs> uh, s- sorry, got really unnecessarily go excited about that, <laughs> do you want to go
0: ahead and speak on it Corey? No, I
1: don't, I'm just saying, we were trying to think of the GameCube Batman game <laughs> that came out. That was not very good <laughs> because we were talking about Batman games. Never mind. Okay. Sorry. I just got... <laughs>
2: I'll, I'll shut up now. Aww. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm genuinely
0: excited. Sorry. Uh, Dave Marvel Freestyle BMX 2, Disney's Tarzan, Attain, Madden NFL 2002, NHL Hits 2002, Star Wars Rogue Squadron 2, Rogue Leader, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3, Luigi's Mansion, Super Monkey Ball and Ray Race Blue Star. Now, in Japan they only got Luigi's Mansion, Super Monkey Ball and Ray Race uh Blue Star. In Europe they got a whole another uh, list of 15 games. So they kind of had about 30 some games when it released in Europe and Australia for the game.
1: I remember that was a now, really that was a really big deal. That like that all Mm -hmm. the regions got different launch games because people were like because they were games that Europe got that we were looking forward to and ended up not coming for a while, you know, and it was like, well, why do they get these games? And then all the magazines had them spoiled at the time. Right. Like Nintendo Power was like almost revealing full spoilers of these games. And it was like, well, I don't want to know that I want to play the game. Don't tell me that this game that's already out in Europe is coming in six months. I need I need to play this now. You know? I don't know.
0: <sniffs> Magazines. Yeah, Europe got Europe got 20, uh, 22 FIFA World Cup, uh, World Cup, Bloody War, Primal Furry, Burnout, Cell Damage, Donald Duck, Crack Attack, Driven, ESPN, International Winter Sports, Extreme G3, International Superstar Soccer 2, Sonic Adventure 2 Battle, and Universal Studios Theme Park Adventures. I can say this. A lot of sports games came to the uh, GameCube. I was Mm -hmm. like, dang.
1: I played all my sports games on the GameCube, even though everybody told me I should play on PS2. I was like, no. I will play Madden and NCAA and have a whole memory card dedicated to these games. doesn't matter. I will do it.
0: So, just some games to mention, Super Mario Sunshine, Metroid Prime, The Legend of Zelda, Wind Waker, Twilight Princess. Uh, Stephanie, did you want to speak on anything with that, Uh, Wind Waker or Twilight Princess?
2: Well, I mean, I played um, Twilight Princess, and it's a top game for me, but I played it on the Wii, so.
0: Okay. The Wii. Uh, (laughs) Hmm.
2: I like the motion controls, but I'm a weirdo. (laughs)
0: Uh, Super Smash Bros. Malay, I know that was a big thing. Me and my friends played that. Animal Crossing. Uh I did buy it, and I love how just, you know, building my house, you know, uh carrying KK Slider. And the bad thing about it is because I had to go to church on Sundays. I missed the good sales of the game. And you couldn't mess with the time because they, the the um uh, See what happens when you smart. go to church, Ed just kidding
1: i'm sorry that was that was mean
0: uh uh pikmin went into eternal darkness Metal Gear solid twin snakes guys Tells the symphonia resident evil 4 killer 7 and chaos uh, oh, ba- ba- is it Katos? um Corey? i've
1: always heard katos i've i don't i don't know shane shane we need shane
0: shane uh <laughs> Uh, Beyond Good and Evil, Fire Emblem Path of Radiance, Crash Bandicoot, The Wrath of Cortex. Now, this was funny,
2: because
0: this is a Sony game. Well, Crash Bandicoot used to be owned by Sony, but it was given to Activision, and that's when they started putting it on multiple consoles. So, before Minecraft, um, uh, Microsoft gang came to Nintendo. In a way, Sony... Two games, Spyro and uh Crash, was on the Nintendo platform.
1: In well that's that, sense, that they went there. Those were the first games that came that came out from Activision from Crash and Spyro, right? Because that was the big thing mm-hmm. is like Sony sold them those IP to them for some reason. Yes. Uh but anyways, we got Jack and Daxter out of that, so it's fine. Jack yes. better than Crash. Um Jack won better uh, than Crash. Son- two
0: and three sonic adventure sonic adventure 2 skies of arcadia legends ikaruga dead jeff vendetta donkey konga one two three f zero gx battalion wars burnout bloody War, Prima Furby, prince of persia sense of time lost kingdom one and two uh and there was a reason i put lost kingdom one and two that was from software the mm-hmm. developers of. Uh, the Dark Souls games. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of one of their, I think one of their first or only games that they put on Nintendo console. Uh, besides Dark Souls, that came out for Switch. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so uh, Soul Calibur 2, Medal of Honor Frontlines. This was a really big thing for the game king for Medal of Honor because... You're just going to skate over Soul Calibur
1: with... like that? What are you doing?
0: We're talking about Soul
1: Calibur 2 early. Medal of Honor was cool. Would you like
0: to speak of Soul Calibur?
1: Nope. Would you like
0: to speak of Soul Calibur 2? It was awesome.
1: Are you kidding me? Soul Calibur on, on GameCube was awesome. They had all of Link's weapons and the mirror and like all these weapons that were either in Ocarina of Time or... In previous games, like they had the big Goron sword, they had the white Mm -hmm. sword, they had the Master sword, all these different shields, like the boomerang and the and stuff were in it. Like, oh my gosh, it was awesome. I never, I never. That was that was the yeah that was the game that like really got me into like trying to play fighting games for real at one point. Like, I loved Soul Calibur two on the GameCube, and then you like you look at. You look at the PS2; they got Heihachi, Ooh, he can kick and punch real nice, I guess. Uh, and then Xbox got Spawn, which was like, you know, <laughs> I don't really understand the appeal of Spawn still to this day. But, uh, but like, you can't like the when when Soul Caliber was announced for GameCube, and they announced that Link was in it. So many people. Went and, nuts. and
0: he was on the cover.
1: Yeah, and, and unless you had a Dreamcast, unless you were like one of the 8 million people that had a Dreamcast and like a subsection of those people were into fighting games, like nobody really knew what Soul Calibur was yet, you know?
0: And it's like... Well, we oh were confused God. at it. Why? Because Soul Edge was the game on PlayStation 1, and we didn't know that they changed it to Soul Calibur, but it's still... Right, but like changed the same characters. Ben uh at the time, Neko never explained it. Right, but I mean
1: that's there's a lot of oh, games like that. We're still getting games like that, right? Like they just changed the name to Yakuza to like a Dragon over here, you know. So like that's mm. that's not really new. But like Soul Calibur 2 was I would argue that Soul Calibur 2 at the time with Link being in it was almost as popular as Smash Brothers was at the time. Because only because oh, yeah. Link was in it. You know? Yeah. So I don't know. It it put a lot of fighting games on the map for me, at least because I was not a big fighting game fan. And still not really to this day, but I still dabble in the fact that they put Link, like the fact that Nintendo let them put Link in it and like do terrible things to him. Like straight up murder,
0: <laughs> impale him <laughs> on things. Well, this is this is the time that Iwata was over. He was a he was president of Nintendo, right? But like,
1: yeah, but n- n- that game had been in development for like a year and a half by the time, and he had come over, right? So like, he didn't mm-hmm. really have any kind of say over it, really. I mean, he did theoretically, but it's just, man, Soul Caliber two. I, I urge anybody with a GameCube to find a copy of that game and just play it for a little bit because Link was awesome in that game.
0: That's the one that... Er- that's what everybody wants to come out is Soul Calibur 2, but well, they, they want the GameCube version. There
1: is, I know. There's an HD version of it on all the consoles, and they use the PS2 version because they couldn't get the rights to spawn or Link from the other consoles. So... Uh, mm-hmm. Anyways, that's my rant about Soul Calibur 2. I could probably say more, but we've already been recording for an hour and we got a lot to get through. So,
0: Okay, so uh, Prince of Persia since the time. That was a, like I said, mm. a big one. Uh, Great Metal, trilogy. Front lines, uh, I really wish I had the full trilogy on GameCube. Mm. Because the thing about it is, just so I have the first sense of time on GameCube, but I had to get the other two games on Xbox because you could find the Nintendo versions of the last two games. And Xbox you found tons of them like in the used bin. It's because so nobody wanted Prince would... of
1: Persia* on Xbox. The only games people wanted on Xbox were Halo and Halo 2 mm-hmm. and anything that looked and played like Halo, <laughs> you know, Doom 3, I guess people wanted.
0: Oh wow. Ugh, Doom 3. Didn't nobody want. You to barely see that game. Uh Mario Kart Double Dash, Mario Party forty seven, Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. Big game. Paper Mario Thousand Year Door is a big game that everybody still to this day wants to come back.
1: We'll get it. I think we're I think we'll get it. I think it'll be an HD um, version of it. The more and more, the see, more and more I think uh, about S- this GameCube stuff on Switch. By the way, the more and more I think, just the popular games are going to get HD remastered treatments. That's my, you know. Do you feel like there's ever going to be an NSO expansion pack on GameCube? Because I'm not really feeling so confident about that. No, that's what I'm saying. Is like I don't. Th- oh. I think more oh, okay. and more. The more and more I think about it, I think we're going to get HD remasters, and they're going to sell them for sixty dollars instead of a expansion pack, which Honestly, except for the $60 a piece part, I prefer that over, like, just like a, you know, 4x3 emulated version, you know? But, I don't know. I Because, like, I think games like Metroid Prime would look fantastic in HD. And, obviously, the Zelda games look great in HD. And Mario Sunshine looks great in HD. Because, remember, we got it in that weird... 3d all-star mario pack and they left out the best 3d mario game uh you know i pikmin one and two like we saw what pikmin looks like in hd with three right like luigi's Mm -hmm. mansion would look great like i i think all these games will look awesome with an hd widescreen coat of paint on it and the more and more i think about it the more and more Nintendo's looking at like, oh, well, people want this GameCube stuff. We could like really print money if we just, you know, hired some people and put a little bit of effort into it. <laughs> you know, again, my opinion.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we got S X X Three Super Mario Strikers, Tomb Raider Legends, Terak Evolution, True Crime, the buff of them. Uh, beautiful job went Two and Pokemon XD Gale of Darkness that's just only some of the games there's a ton more
1: man Tomb Raider uh, Legend on on GameCube was really awesome I love Tomb Raider Legend I mean it doesn't hold up now obviously but like at the time it was really fun on the GameCube so
0: I played it on Xbox I still have my Xbox copy of it um I think that's the only two Raider that came to Nintendo besides the uh, mobile game.
1: No, the anniversary version. Uh, the anniversary version came to Wii because they made a big deal oh, okay. about motion controls and how you could use the motion controls to, you know, use the whip to to swing across gaps. And it was like, nice try,
0: Square. Uh, I remember Serac Evolution, I brought that for my birthday and did not like it. I she, I used the cheat code to beat the game because it was terrible. Uh, Beautiful Joe went into uh, my heart. Love those games and everything. Beautiful Joe was, is challenging. Two is a little bit easier. But man, one, they had that boss rush mode at the end of the game. I'm like you are dragging this game longer than you needed to Uh, but I loved it and I think it's because of Beautiful Joe that I got O'Connor because I love Clover who made these games and now Clover is Platinum Games but like anything that a lot of stuff that was coming out of Clover I was getting their game besides the uh, the Melee game they have for Beautiful Joe I didn't get that one
1: Uh, Well, then you're not a true fan, Ed.
0: So, um, do you remember or have you heard of any of these games, uh, Stephanie, or anything?
2: Yeah, I've heard of many of them. Um, One that kind of struck me that I did not know about was that there was a Tomb Raider game on the GameCube. That I did not know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was like that weird trilogy that ended up coming out. It was like Tomb Raider Legend. And then Tomb Raider Anniversary, which they reimagined the first, the very first game. They, like, HD remade it, and it was actually really good. But they also tried to make the story fit in with Legend to be kind of a prequel to Legend. And then Tomb Raider Underworld came out, which was, mm-hmm. like, the third game in that trilogy. But that trilogy was actually really good at the time. But yes. Under- Underworld didn't sell anything because, I mean... I think people were just kind of Tomb Raidered out at that point and then they waited and brought out the new trilogy, which is also outstanding. Uh, but honestly, all those games are backwards compatible on Xbox. Uh, I highly recommend playing them if you are interested in any sort of history of Tomb Raider. Legend is awesome. Underworld is pretty good and Anniversary is really awesome, except for the T-Rex fight. The first one. Oh. Not, not fun. <laughs>
2: Well, yeah. See, I learned something.
0: Well, guys. Yeah. Okay.
2: Oh, no, no, that's it. It's just I like, I've that's heard it. of mo- I heard of most of them. It's one of those things where, at the time, I was kind of like, mm, maybe I'll get back to it when I eventually get the system. So I really hope Corey, that you're right that a lot of these come back, uh, either as a remake or an HD for the Switch. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, honestly, I think I think the biggest thing is that like. I think I hope that it's like it for me personally, I want like HD versions of these games and have them run really well. But like overall, I think it would be a better thing if they came out in an expansion pass type thing, because I want more people to access a lot of these games. Cause obviously like nobody played any of these games cause they were on the GameCube. Right. And my biggest sadness is that wind Waker, one of the best Zelda games ever is stuck on two consoles that nobody bought, you know? And Stuff like that. Now, granted, I still think we're going to get Twilight Princess and Wind Waker HD on the Switch at some point. But,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, in the meantime, like, they're not afraid to do both. You know, you can play the original and then you can play the HD version and see what they changed and see what they fixed and graphical enhancements, whatever. Uh, I think it would be better if they put it in a, ga- in a GameCube expansion pass type thing because it would give people more access to to these games for cheaper and you know, a lot of these games deserve to be played and Mario Kart double dash with online play would be hilariously awful. And, uh, (gasps) I mean, look, I, I, I know a lot of people love double dash. I think it's kind of overrated personally. (gasps)
0: Uh,
1: It's fine. It's fine. It's better than Mario Kart 64 by a long shot, but, uh, no. Yeah. My thing is I think the GameCube has a lot of interesting, fun games. Like playing Mario Party with online play would be hilarious. Uh and there there's a lot of games that deserve to be played on that platform, and I hope people get the chance to do it. I'm gonna stop rambling now. <sighs> Let me open the Discord so Wait, I can Where right find it has come to up, that time.
0: Is. Time for our ranking. I already know where I'm placing it at. <laughs> uh th- th- there's no shadow of a doubt but uh let's query breeze off what our ranking is stephanie i want to start with you on where you will put this where you will put the game to you i
2: don't know if that's fair because i've had the least experience with gamecube out of the three of us
1: it's fine well you we can still rank put, it based so, off your what you've done that's the point yes. that's the point it's fine Okay, well, I still need to kind of
2: get into where everything stands ranking
1: All right. Come on,
2: Discord.
1: Yeah, I I just got there. All right, so number one right, right now, sitting at number one is Nintendo 64. Number two is Game Boy. Number three is Super Nintendo. Uh, number four is Game Boy Advance. Number five is NES. And so now we're here to rank the GameCube.
2: All right, so here's what I think. Given that I have minimal experience playing GameCube, but looking it from a like an outside perspective or objective objective standpoint, is a great library. I think a lot of games have kind of aged relatively well, and I only say that because I'm comparing it to my favorite console, quote unquote, the N64. But no matter how much nostalgia I have for N64, I think the GameCube's games, A, bigger library, B, better quality of the games that you can go back and play to play. Um, so I would actually put, as much as I love the N64, I put GameCube at number one.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think without a shadow of a doubt, GameCube is definitely number one of the systems we've listed so far.
0: Yeah, number one,
1: just... ganking this. Yeah. All right. Well, it's... let's go ahead, Ed. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off.
0: No, no, it's, I, I was going to put it at number one because it's one of my favorite systems. Uh, I still own it. I still got gangs. I, there's so many memories that these gangs gave me. Um, and it just, it really felt something like, I couldn't find on PlayStation or Xbox or thinking? like to hear people still talk about the GameCube to this very day and how people I think long for the GameCube whether they want to catch up and experience that ever that they miss or see what the buzz about why people love this game because like a Paper Mario doesn't your door was one of the the first game the NSO they did GameCube on uh GameCube. People who don't and it's still at the fifty dollar ranch, people who not have who didn't upgrade or anything, I think will pay the fifty dollars to get it. Or up or pay the difference to get uh to get it, to play it. And see why people love this game, why you see so many gifts of it and why the writing in this game is so hilarious and everything. And, and why you see these People Mario, not rip-offs, but iterations and uh, uh, like indie developers taking that style and making games out of it, you kind of see why People Mario, Thousand Year Door has been a big influence over the original People Mario game. So, yeah. I would love to play Time of Dark <laughs> Just get, and see what people say about that
1: game yeah so i I mean i wonder how eternal darkness would hold up these days because of just the way that like you know tube tvs were back then it's like it really relied on the green sound bar or like the (laughs) static lines and stuff of stuff that you just don't see on tvs anymore so sorry we could have probably talked about that
0: earlier but it's fine Well, that's going to be it for Reggae Nintendo. Everyone, Stephanie, where can we find you?
2: People can find me on the internet at Cleymov underscore author on Twitter and Instagram. Um, regularly Wednesday nights on the Boss Rush podcast, and uh, yeah, and dark, you know, uh, after dark, and Boss Rush dot net.
0: Yes. Corey, where can we find you?
1: You can find me at I am Corey on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me on nintendo power block on the boss Rush podcast and various other things here on the boss Rush network
0: you guys can find me at that retro code uh on twitter and on instagram you can check me out also on the discord check me out more on Nintendo power block uh nintendo expression pass talked about and other podcasts here on boss Rush network and if you guys want to get this content earlier you could join us on patreon just go to bossforce.net uh to and uh be able to find our patreon page and you know join us uh, and become a producer get some extra content uh in events i should say but then everybody have a great week have a great weekend our next episode we're ranking the nintendo d s Woo! and I I wonder what we're all going to say about this system. Trash the DS Next. is
1: I'm just kidding. I'm just the kidding.
0: DS is a <laughs> The DS is probably one of Nintendo's biggest hardware out of everything that they have sold. I, I mean it's, it is.
1: It is it's, it's yeah. Nintendo's best selling piece of hardware of all time.
0: So yeah. Uh can you before we before we uh, leave out, can you believe that Nintendo has three hardware that's over a hundred million? So
1: just because one of them's not the GameCube, so <laughs> who cares? Just kidding. So, Very impressive.
2: With that,
0: with that, everybody, we'll see you next time. Breaking Nintendo. Bye, everybody. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye.